0: Smartcast You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey.
1: everyone, and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. I have with me uh, one of India's big influencers in the personal finance space, Anushka Rathod. Um, she's a voice that, uh, you know, many of you would have already heard. One of the rare voices, young voices, uh, talking about personal finance. Welcome, Anushka.
2: Hi, Neil.
1: Thanks for having me. So, Anushka... If you could tell us a bit about your journey, what got you into this subject and you know what did you study before this, what did you do, etc.
2: Right. So I've been a student of finance and uh, I started my journey back in 2016 when I started learning about the stock market, started investing and I was going through how a normal person goes uh, after school, they get a job, they go for their master's. And 2020, uh, March, when the lockdown happened, that is when I was supposed to go for my master's to the US. Uh, But then the lockdown happened and my CF exam got postponed, my master's got postponed, and um, I had a lot of time on my hand. So that is when I started creating content. I initially started with making business stories. Uh, but then a lot of people were asking me a lot of basic questions uh, relating to personal finance and investing. So then I think I incorporated those topics as well. So that's how I started and got into this.
1: Right. And then did you, continue, did you get a chance to continue CFA further?
2: Yes, I am still a CFA student and uh, once COVID becomes a little better, I will still be going for my master's.
1: Oh, right. So, um, I guess people will, will they end up missing your content then once you take up education full time or, or would you do both side by side? I'll
2: definitely do both side by side.
1: Right. Um, so Anushka, um, you know, one of the uh, platforms where people, um, have taken to personal finance content in a big way is Instagram. Um, What kind of questions do you normally get? Like you said that people were asking a lot of basic things when you were doing business stories. So what kind of um, questions were they?
2: So I think uh, when I started making content, that was the time when the uh, stock market bull run also started. And it was also the same time when a lot of these uh, newer fintech platforms started marketing the importance of uh, investing. And they, these were new platforms, so people didn't know how to navigate them. People sort of knew that you're supposed to save and invest, but how do you invest? Where do you invest? Which platforms do you use? Uh, how do you figure out your taxes? So there are very basic questions as to how does one budget? How does one start an SIP? Which mutual fund should one choose? What, what is one's risk profile like? So they didn't exactly ask the questions in the technical words that I just said. But the questions that they had as to how do they handle their money and how do they take advantage of the, uh, or not advantage, but they'd seen their friends make a lot of money. So sort of even, you know, getting a little uh, fear of missing out. So even they wanted to be a part of that. So how do we get started there? So a lot of these questions started coming up. And one by one, as I started answering, I saw people had follow-up questions and that is how um, things progressed.
1: Right, and now um, we've almost finished two full years of that stock market boom. It saw um, a huge, huge rise in first-time investors. Um, have you seen a similar shift in the mood now, or the kind of questions you get now?
2: I think uh, for a lot of first-time investors, they actually came in in you know one of the peaks which was mid 2021 or so and then beginning to mid 2021 is when all of them made their first investment they saw like you know little returns on what they had invested in and they didn't see a big correction even with the recent correction it's not been very massive but it's been a root shock you could say to a lot of them because they've never seen their money go negative to a such an extent so I do feel that recently with the type of questions i'm getting people have got the flavor that the stock market is not always going to rise and probably here they are taking um a better they're doing risk management a little better so they won't go and blindly invest in uh, any random cryptocurrency or any random penny stock so that definitely i feel um that one change that I feel that people now understand that you can even lose money here and it's not that you know, not that easy to make money in the stock market and you should be sort of happy with a 14-15% return and not look at 40-50% returns, uh, which they might have seen in the last one, one and a half year with some of the uh, portfolios.
1: Right. So let's take up cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, the subject has been, very much at the public eye for quite some time now, with the phenomenal rise of cryptos in 2020. Um, now, of course, they've corrected quite a bit, uh, and lately, uh, you know, just yesterday, the budget uh, introduced a 30% tax on crypto profits, uh, along with a whole other bunch of rules uh, such as TDS. So, what you know, what do you say to people when when they ask you about crypto? Should I invest in crypto or not? What answer do you give?
2: I don't really would never ask someone to invest in anything. I would always give them information as to these cryptocurrencies are there and based and this is the risk profile one should, this is the risk that one is taking while investing and then according to your profile, decide if you want to invest in that or not. Because at the end of the day, uh, investing in anything is a personal decision and according to one person's risk profile. So even if you see the content that I put out, it's majorly discussing about different use cases of cryptocurrencies, discussing the technology behind cryptocurrencies. I would never tell my audience that these are the top five cryptos, go and buy them. So whenever one comes to me and asks Anushka, which cryptocurrency should I buy? I always tell them I have videos on what are the different types of cryptocurrencies, how does blockchain technology work, what are stable coins, how do, what are DeFi protocols, how to do, do yield farming. These are all very basic level beginner questions. Go watch them and then decide for yourself.
1: Right. So one uh, interesting question that we normally ask, um, you know, the, the big fund managers and uh, even the influencers that we interact with is, how do you yourself invest? You know, what do you invest?
2: Well, my portfolio is, since I've worked in the mutual fund industry and as a research analyst both, I have my direct stock investments as well as uh, uh, my SIPs and mutual funds. I am also an active investor in cryptocurrencies and recently I've been learning how to invest um, actively using my cryptocurrency, so going deeper into the DeFi space. uh, Yeah, that more or less is uh, it. I also have couple of tax saving investments, and yeah.
1: Right. So, if you had to split hundred rupees, would you say that um, how much would you say go to mutual funds and how much to crypto?
2: Oh, um, I would say I have a relatively l- larger allocation to cryptocurrencies than what a normal person should have, like a normal retail investor. I think about thirty percent is. Uh, in in, in crypto in either direct coins or or it is staked or it is with uh, platforms which uh, do the yield farming and staking for
1: me. With the rest going to essentially equity funds or you also have debt allocation?
2: I do have debt allocation in mutual funds. I don't have direct any debt instruments. Uh, Again, debt to equity, I think debt is very less in my portfolio. Majority is equity then. And I do have uh, a lot of liquidity currently as well.
1: Right. Um, So, yeah, so 30% is quite a considerable amount. With the changes that the budget has brought about, has your view of crypto changed?
2: I don't think my view on crypto has changed. I do feel that, you know, even now, it is not that the government can't ban it. So definitely, it is extremely risky, but uh, I am still bullish about cryptocurrencies in the way that I do don't look at it only as a trading uh, instrument. I look at it as the new internet and new technology, and invest accordingly.
1: Right, right. Okay. Um, now, one last question that I wanted to address uh, was: um, you know, there are some concerns about influencers. Um, that when they say things, it is because, um, you know, it's being sponsored or uh, there's some payment behind it um, and it's not so much in the public interest. So what would you say to those concerns?
2: I feel one, whatever sponsored content is going out there, it is labeled Dave as sponsored or a partnership so that that uh, declaration is always there. And second, I think uh, as creators, we ourselves don't want to promote things that are not beneficial for the people because at the end of the day, we survive because of trust. So there are essentially, I would say, three kinds of products here in the finance field. The first one is products which are relatively safe, say budget apps or an investment app, which there's no harm in uh, promoting or people using. These are very safe generic apps. And there are products like uh, credit cards, which... Uh, sort of lying the gray area because uh, if you utilize them properly, you do have a lot of good use cases out of them. You get rewards, cashbacks, but um, if you don't use it very well, you might even fall into a debt trap. So again, then there are these buy now, pay later apps which pro- which give you three months interest-free uh, period. So that is good for liquidity management, but again, you should not you know go overboard or spend beyond your means. So these are products in the gray area. And then there are products which are essentially completely in the black, like random crypto coins or certain NFOs or particular schemes that people come to promote. So the black ones are always, always been said no to from our end. The gray areas are something where we very carefully articulate the positives, the negatives, and tell people the use cases of how do you use them, as well as warning them about the potential uh, risk or the negative impact that those products can have. And the white area products, I feel uh, they are very safe and they don't have uh, any negatives as such. So as creators, we also want to stay here long term. We are in an extremely competitive field. And the day we lose our audience's trust uh, or or the day when our audience loses even a single rupee because we said something that was not suitable to them, it is, that's the day where people stop trusting us and essentially puts a full stop to our careers.
1: Right. So you've essentially uh, adopted a set, a, a three-pronged approach, uh, which, which you know screens out some of the, as you say, black aspects. But just to take a sort of wider uh, view of the influencer community, I just wanted to understand, as far as I know, there is no legal obligation to disclose if something is sponsored or not, right? So there would be possibly some influencers who might not be doing it in the wider community.
2: I think the thing with finance products is that uh, if a lot of the brands themselves want proper disclosures because they have a lot of compliances and regulations that they have to comply with. So I have seen uh, recently especially a lot of the brands themselves don't want us to have proper disclosures and proper uh, uh, disclaimers when we are making the sponsored content for them when it comes to certain creators who might not disclose I feel uh, as in when a creator matures they do get the awareness that it is important to follow proper disclosures and be transparent with their audience so If someone's just beginning and they're not quite aware of how the community works or they're just generally uh, not very well aware of the scenario and the disclosures, that must be the only time where they're not doing proper disclosures. Otherwise, as a community, we do proper disclosures and we all only promote products which we either ourselves use or would have used if in a certain situation.
1: Indeed, fair enough. Um, finally, Anushka, um, so as you said, you intend to you know, do your master's and continue uh, to uh, create personal finance content side by side. But any sort of long-term future plans that you want to get into this career or that.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel even if I don't make content for myself, video marketing is not going anywhere. And I seem to enjoy making uh, or breaking down complex topics into simpler parts for the audience. So even if not for myself, for other brands, this is something that I will definitely keep doing. Be a part of video marketing. So yeah.
1: Excellent. Great. So thank you very much for joining us. uh, And we look forward to lots of interesting content from you.
2: Thanks a lot, Neil. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Thanks for listening in. We're also available on Livemint.com. And if you're old school, then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT SmartCast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write into us at mintmoney at livemint.com. Until next time, it's bye bye. This was a mint production brought to you by
2: HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.